Hello and welcome to Money Mondays with Artist Keith, the podcast. The reason why I say the podcast is because we've been live streaming Money Mondays through Facebook for about a year and a half. Now we have a podcast available through Podbean. I'm your host, Artist Keith, and if this is your first time listening to a Money Mondays episode, you're in for a treat. We talk about all personal money-related matters. We talk about investing, we talk about stocks, we talk about calculating dividend yields, we talk about things as small as practices for saving money, we talk about things as broad and as impactful as wills and trusts, we talk about really how to save your money and utilize it the best, improving your credit, all of these things fall under personal money matters and that's what Money Mondays is here to help you with. Take any intimidating thing and we'll talk about it and put it in its simplest terms so you can be empowered. All right, we look forward to you following us throughout the life of Money Mondays. And as we post new episodes and we post old episodes, we hope that we help you in your Money Mondays journey. promoting this Money Mondays and the goal of Money Mondays is that we have a lot of conversations in the community in general about what we should do with finance and investments and although I am not a uh, financial professional I did emphasize a lot of finance classes when I got my MBA and so I've always been interested and excited about finance and since I'm an entrepreneur that is something that is close to me so when you start talking about raising money and raising finances to start a business there are strategies to that, but when we start talking about personal finances, there are also strategies to that. So in conversations online, Facebook, Instagram, where there's just general questions that people have about finances, I thought it would be good to have just a short series of uh, professionals that come on and talk about finance questions, but in a very casual way. Because for instance, when people are talking about what stocks to invest in, what to put in their portfolio, or how to read their 401k and people getting statements and they're not clear on what's going on they feel like either they need to call their broker and if they don't have a broker they try to call friends but nobody you know nobody um, has the answer for everybody so with that said I figured every Monday we spend 15 20 30 40 minutes having a casual conversation about personal finance about investment and just about money and how money works in general so Today is our first day. We're kicking it off. So, you know, um, JP, a lot of you all know JP. She is behind the cameras, and it's a lot of cameras in this room. And uh, and we're going to make it very informal. We might even take a question or two. We're doing Facebook Live right now, so you can follow us at Artist Keith at Facebook Live. At Instagram Live, you can follow us at Only One JP CEO, because she's streaming live on Instagram. And also, you can go to Unheard Media where she's streaming internationally right now. So, again, we'll talk about a few basic finance things. We won't hold you all day. Uh, right now, it should be about 5.30, 5.35 uh, Central Standard Time. And I want to introduce our first guest. Uh, he's a financial advisor and uh, one of the many financial investors that we're going to bring on the show uh, every Monday. I guess this is a show, a conversation, what have you. His name is Chris Harrell. Chris Harrell is, is based in the St. Louis area but he deals with a lot of financial and, and uh, insurance-related issues and, uh, and products across the country. So without further um, 
conversation and to do. Chris, hey, how you doing? How you doing, Chris? So I appreciate you making time to come talk to us, and uh, you know how you prep for these shows. A lot of you all who are watching do your own Facebook lives and Instagram lives and Periscope and all that stuff. So people kind of prep for a conversation. So of course we were talking before we even started this conversation, and so uh, Chris shared he was a little nervous. And so I said, well, you know, what, why are you nervous? And so maybe you want to talk about that. Well, I, I, I told him, I said that, well, having the conversation, I told you that basically I'm nervous. I'm not nervous just because of what might come out of my mouth, uh, but I'm, I'm nervous because the issue is so important. That's right. And it's important, and I want people to be able to, uh, I want this conversation to have value. I want people to take away from it and have something that impacts them on a short-term and on a long-term basis. Uh, I, tell, um, I tell my kids, I, I tell my family members, I tell you know, clients, basically the actions that you take today uh, will directly impact what happens to you in the future. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that happens you know, from generation, generation upon generation. Uh, the things, the decisions that you make financially will have a, 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 a impact on the way you're children uh, are exposed to different things. And it seems so easy to make a bad financial decision. Like, you know, if you don't know something, you're like, oh, maybe I should try this. And next thing you know, you've lost some money or, you know, it's been a bad investment. So it just seems that a lot of times you need advice. You do? Well, and, and I'm glad you said that. Good advice. Well, yeah, exactly. Good advice. But you also want to understand this. Just like you said in the intro, it's like uh, nobody's ever going to have the true key to hear everything. Nobody's going to know. Nobody knows what the Dow's going to do tomorrow. Right. Nobody, or if they do, let's go meet them. Right. Uh, <laughs> but the, the problem, the, the, what you have to go into investing is to simply understand that there is a, a possibility of loss. And what will you do in the event of loss? Okay. Um, what is going to be your emotional reaction? Uh, and then also too, by going into investing, uh, what type of financial? What is your financial situation right now? And what can you commit to investing? So you're saying before you even talk about uh, what stocks you want to invest in, what kind of portfolio you want to build, you need to have a good grasp on how you manage your personal investments, how you manage your debt, how you how you save income, how you grow your money. You you want to have you 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 want to have, and I and I, I remember we had talked about mm -hmm. philosophy. You want to have an understanding or is my foundation covered? Okay. So you typically, if you sit down with a financial advisor, he'll tell you uh, six to nine months worth of personal reserves needs to be in place uh, before we really start putting money away. Um, so what you want to prepare yourself is... So in layman's it, terms, layman's six to nine months reserves, what does that mean? That, <laughs> that basically, basically means uh, you look at whatever you spend in a month, you want to have about six to nine months of that somewhere in a liquid uh, account. That means that you, when I say liquid, something that you can easily access, something that you can tap into in the event that you become disabled, uh, in the event that you lose your job, in the event uh, some catastrophe happens, and, you know, something like that. So, so you're saying if I make $3,000 a month, from that, how much should I save from that month in your recommendation? So if you're making $3,000 a month, you should have, you know, Having a good eighteen thousand uh, dollars, okay. close to twenty thousand, okay. and 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 some sort of liquid form would definitely okay. be what you would need to tap into it. Something you would have in place in the event something were to happen. So so you so 
what that doesn't do is that prevents you from, uh, one, tapping into any investments that you may have already had going, uh, that somebody may, you may have inherited, uh, and two, um, it's the emotional strain. It, I mean, you're talking about it's hard to make decisions when you're under financial pressure. Okay. Um, and so when you have that, that comfort level, you can be creative in trying to figure out what's your next source of income going to be. Uh, with that, you know, you may take, you may have three different job choices, and you're not desperate. You're not so desperate that you can make a decision intelligently of which job choice am I going to take when I know I, I know the house is taken care of. I had some friends share with me when I was younger, and I've shared with friends since then, younger brothers, uh, little sisters, people I mentor, and I, I think a good philosophy that I've tried to practice is, you know, taking thirty percent from whatever you make. Mm -hmm. And hiding it from yourself, putting it in an account, and that's not your savings account. That's your that's your stash. That's so stash you live money. off seventy percent. <laughs> yeah, that's your stash. So you live off seventy percent of what you're bringing in every month, and from that seventy percent, you're creating investment and saving goals. And that thirty that thirty percent you took off the top to mm -hmm. pay yourself, you stash it over there. I don't care what you invested in, but you act like it does not exist, and you build your foundation on the seventy percent of what you brought in. And the reason why um, I thought about that, because as an entrepreneur, what I would get in the habit of, and I still do, is I pay myself first. last. Oh, you pay yourself first. But I need to pay myself first. Okay. Okay. And so in paying myself first, when you think about taking 30% or 20% off the top and throwing it over there, mm -hmm. and then start to build everything you do off that 70%, to me it creates a, a number one, you immediately have cash, and it helps you reach the savings goals that you're talking about. Again, this is just me. I don't look. I look. I don't live on this. I know you live on this, but this is my philosophy that I use for my personal finances. And again, you have to be your own biggest advocate. So it's up to you to create a strategy, a platform, um, or philosophy that you believe in that works for you. And so yeah. for me, that's been my goal. Is like, hey, look, pay yourself first because if you pay yourself last, you got a good chance of not having any money left. Right. Well, you. That's a good strategy. So definitely. Uh, 70, 70, living off 70%, living off 50%, between 50 and 70 is a great strategy to have. So you're, you're really on the right road. Um, a lot of times we have to take this from a more personal perspective. What are your financial goals? Okay. You know, what are you looking to achieve? Um, when, I, when I teach class, I, I, I teach finance classes for, for, for university and for colleges in, in the St. Louis area. And a lot of times I'll ask them, uh, you know, Sometimes, because I teach a class that actually trying to teach consultants, to teach you how to be a consultant. Okay. And sometimes you, you sit down with people and they don't know even how to develop a financial goal. Um, but you have to try to determine what your financial goals may be. And then that way you can kind of determine exactly what those percentages are going to look like. Uh, because you stacked away 20. Well, you're very you're very intelligent, brother. Uh, there's a lot of intelligence. Hey man, I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I appreciate some people might not believe that. I believe it, you know, I'm going with what you said. Right, right. So there might be a there may be people out there that, that have an aggressive goal that they need to put a little bit more right. away. Um, and then they also may to they may they may need to reduce uh, the amount that they live off of. You know. Um, it's a, it's amazing. Uh, it was a brother that I met and he had a uh, he was he was working on getting a franchise. And uh, when I tell you this guy drove a Tawapi and a half, you know, my car isn't brand new, but I mean, this car was like, black. And 
I was just so impressed of how simplistic his life was because he had he had a goal. He had a goal, and and so in, in a sense like that, that guy may be taking in you know a hundred dollars, and he may be living off thirty to forty percent, and he may be putting away a lot more. And as a entrepreneur, you have to know um, what's going to be liquid and what's going to be geared towards investments. That's right. That's right. Uh, because if you get an investment now, uh, and it, investments, if you take it the Warren Buffett way, you know, they're buy and hold. You pretty much you give companies time to kind of, uh, you know, weigh out the storm, get themselves, uh, you know, through the business cycle. You know, they get through, through the troughs and they get through, you know, and all of a sudden they start to get on the, ups, on the upside and they grow. You give them that time to do that. So in doing that, you, a lot of investments you need to kind of leave alone. Okay. You know, just step back and just watch it, you know, grow Unless something, you know, just makes that, yeah, 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 something makes that determination. So since you brought up investing, um, it's, it's funny. I, I, I love having conversations like this with people in general. There's some people I know who do it, wealth management every day. And there's some people I know who, you know, who have it as a hobby, you know, who have TD Ameritrade accounts and they like to trade them. Then there's some people who are just trying to make sure that fundamentally they're able to save. And so uh, this conversation always comes up where people are talking about investment philosophy. And I remember for years, uh, you know, probably dating back to when I was 21 years old, I would talk to investment brokers, and essentially they have a philosophy they want to give you. A lot of times that philosophy is, is based on them uh, getting commissions from products. Now, right now, people have fiduciary responsibility, so that the, the dynamics of how people give financial advice has changed. Right. But it wasn't until 2008, 2009, when the market crashed again, where well, I had to actually adopt a real philosophy for self-preservation. And that, that philosophy for me, and we could talk about what, you know, how you speak to, to your clients, but that philosophy for me was when I was looking at things to put in a portfolio for uh, investing, I was looking at equity, and I was looking at equity stocks, and specifically what I did was I looked at, at that time, there were local companies, but not only local companies, so that was a, a very weak criteria. But I wanted companies that had low debt. I wanted companies that had high cash on hand. Okay. I wanted companies in my portfolio that paid dividends consistently and well. And most importantly, and this is when you mentioned Warren Buffett, that a lot of people, he's, you know, he's not the only one, but Warren Buffett in particular sticks in my head is, you know, buy stocks for companies that you understand and believe their business model mm -hmm. is successful and effective. So in my portfolio, if I'm looking at what Apple is doing the stock Apple, mm -hmm. and if Apple drops 20 points because of bad news, because you know in our market sometimes bad news impacts the stock and not necessarily value. Right. I'm gonna look at it and I'm gonna buy more. As as they say, hey, you buy low, and you know, and you sell high. I'm gonna buy more because I believe that Apple's business mm -hmm. model is a good business model. Mm -hmm. And so when I look at that, I'm saying, okay, I know they're not going anywhere. What's a measure for me? Well, I'm looking at how many people are using Apple products. Right. I'm looking at what the leadership is doing. I'm looking at, okay, maybe they had bad sales for this phone, but they got great sales for five other design phones. So you look at the big picture, and you have to have a philosophy. With that said, those are the philosophies that I use to buy stocks to put in my portfolio. I know it's not all about investment uh, philosophy, but what are philosophies? So explain so, so, more so. what you do as a profession, and then kind of talk to us about philosophies for not just personal savings, but also investment and risk mitigation when it comes to your money. 
So so let's if if okay, can I can I bounce? Do off? whatever, do whatever you need to do. So I want to bounce off Take of what, a sip of this. <laughs> let's bounce off of what you just said, which was a great philosophy. Because you you took a company that you you understood, you're familiar with their products, you know you. I use their products. Use their products, um, and that that kind of uh, leads you and guides you to kind of periodically check on the company. Kind of see what they're doing. What are some of their their new investments like? Uh, what uh, litigation is, is 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 impacting their their bottom line? So you're doing you're doing a good thing. But one thing that people have to do as you establish that type of philosophy, you got to understand that every company uh, you're not going to follow or be involved in every company like that. And you want to have, in a sense, a diverse portfolio. So. You may have. What do you mean by diverse portfolio? I'm telling you, man. Keep this in simple terms. For me. <laughs> diverse portfolio. So you, so you, so you have a certain amount of stocks, and you may be uh, following, you know, technology because you're in tech. You know, it's like, hey, I'm just watching this tech. But there's other sectors out there. You know, there's retail sectors, there's pharmaceutical sectors, uh, so uh, there's oil sectors, energy sectors. So you know, you want your hands in several different buckets. And so if you're not, if you're in a company where you're not maybe following them as intently as you are with Apple, uh, maybe you would you would establish some sort of strategy uh, with your finance professional and say, well, if this stock goes down uh, 20, 25%, then we're going to get out of it and we're going we're gonna to use that cash and we're going to go and maybe look for someone that may be doing a little bit better. Now, you also want to figure out why that company is going down. That or way. your philosophy might be, hey, look, it's 25% down. Let's figure out why it's down, and then let's buy more. Let's buy more. You know, because they, it, they may, yeah, depends on your buying, philosophy. You're right. buying low and, right. and, and selling, and high. selling high. So you, you're going to determine with your financial professional which is the direction that you want to go with, with the stocks that you're dealing with. And every stock is going to have their own finger. Right. Right. You know, every, 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 every stock, every mutual fund, uh, every ETF, everything is going to have their own mutual, I mean, their own, their own fingerprint. And so you, you want to be... Like you said, you want to be knowledgeable to a certain extent of what you're invested in. You mentioned earlier about uh, 401ks, um, and I hope I'm staying in line with what we're talking about. We talk about whatever. It's right, right. So you talk If you see any questions out there, JP, <laughs> right, let right. us know. We, we don't mind answering a question or two. Right. You add one. Okay, okay. So, so we'll, oh, we'll answer that in about five minutes. So we talk about the 401k, and you have so many people that want they're 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 excited and happy about pushing money into that 401k. You know, hey, you ask them, say, what are you doing about your 401k? Well, I have, you know, five, ten, six percent going into my 401k. I'm doing, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It, it's got to go a little bit further than that. Right, 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 right. It's got to go, go a little bit further. <laughs> That's a lot of trust for other people. Uh, yeah, it's a lot. Like, of trust. I just exactly. put my money there, but it's it's cool. Like, right, uh, because, because if you got all your money going to a stable value, which I is uh, is mainly a cash. Oriented uh, mm-hmm. uh, position, um, then you're really inflation is eating you up, and so you're actually in a sense theoretically losing money. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able. So and what and what the uh, the market has done, uh, what the street has done, or wherever, wherever you want to say, you want to call, <laughs> you want to call, so they, they put together target date target date funds. Okay. And so these are funds where they actually um, kind of create an allocation for you. Based upon when you expect to retire. Man, you keep using these big words, man. What does allocation <laughs> mean? Come on, man. People out here looking. No, Some no. people know what. But yeah, come on, man. Help so us you, out. So, so when you say allocated, just take a piece of the pie. Just take a pie. 
um, and then you break it up in, in, in different sections. And uh, the allocation determines just in what, uh, how much in this particular section are you going to have. So you're going to have this much in large cap equities. You're going to have this much in mid cap equities. So this is the first. This is diversification exactly. that you're talking about. Exactly. And essentially, with diversification. You're mitigating risk. You're trying to do things to help you grow your money, but reduce your risk of losing money. Exactly. Because right. if one if, if one uh, sector kind of kind of falls, the other one is less likely uh, to be going the same direction. I'm not saying it can't, okay. but it's less likely. So you want to you want to kind of have that balance always going for you. Uh, and so you don't want to be too concentrated uh, in in one particular area. And 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 and. and it, and, and it pretty much blows your you know, you know portfolio away. So, so, so tell me this. So, in your profession, when people come to you, your particular target audience, what do you find is the area that you have to work with them on the most? Fear. Fear. Okay. Fear. And, and but fear paralyzes you in a lot of spaces. But that lets you, that lets you know my uh, my my target market. Uh, is it fear of losing what they have or fear of not being able to reach the to to be able to reach where they want to reach? Losing what they have. Losing what they have. And, and, and the reason and I, I've got a lot of clients and, and a lot of clients that make a, a very good living, but just haven't been exposed to to the to the market or haven't had much experience in the market and so it's foreign to them. As it would be anybody. You know, and so that's that's what I try to hold is my niche is just try to make someone feel as comfortable as possible. Um, one thing one thing I say I, I, uh, a long time ago, I used to work for uh, E-Trade. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I should say that. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do they even exist? Are still around? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, right, right. So I worked for a broker, for this online broker and uh, and I was young, and I was young and I was nervous and I said uh, I said, hey, I'm, I'm just nervous because I'm going to be talking to people that's going to be everywhere. And especially if you get a somebody, somebody pull up an account and, and all of a sudden he's got a million dollars in it. It's like, right. this guy knows what he's talking about. Right, right. You know, so you, you practically want to listen to him more than him. <laughs> right. And um, me and I remember, I remember this older guy. He had about a million, two million dollars in his account. And we were talking about day trading. And I just realized this man didn't know what he was talking about. You know, and I was like, and, and, and so, but he, he sounded confident. And so one you don't thing, know what you don't know. You don't, and that's one of the things. That's why we're doing this video. You don't that's know. That's one what of the things know. that that I, I I urge everybody when you sit in front of that advisor, that financial professional, do not feel like you have to present yourself as you this person that knows everything. You you the smartest people ask the most questions. Yeah, that's right. The smartest people ask the most questions. But also make sure that you're preparing yourself and gathering as much information so you can be your own advocate. Right. Because when it's all said and done. People are, are, I think, like like doctors. They're practicing. They have a strategy to help you make more money. But if it fails, what they tell you is, "Oh, I'm sorry, it didn't work. Let's try something else." But that's your money. Right. You know what I mean? That's and your money. It so. does. It does. This fit your financial goals. Right. Because that's and this this because this, you know, in this industry and in my profession, you know, the the key is, I can earn you, uh, twelve. 15%, 20%, and you might be happy. You might be, hey, Chris earned me a lot of money, I'm doing good, um, and you, you're feeling good about that. Well, I could be working with someone else, and they could be very stressed out 
Connecticut, they could be new to investing. And I could just, and if I just sit back and say, oh, don't worry about it, don't worry, you're good, you're good, you're good. Well, you just spent a whole lot of time just nervous right. and stressed, and you lost a lot of uh, 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 quality of life. See, quality of life in, in finances is important because you don't want to spend your working days and your retirement days just worried about. So you want to be familiar about, like you say, be have some, be your own advocate, know about what you what you're dealing with. Um, I tell people all the time, I. YouTube and, and uh, Investopedia, I use them wholeheartedly. Invest if you don't know about <laughs> Investopedia, Investopedia is your friend. Right. Not is. only do they give you step-by-step, step, they give you video, they give you all kinds of things to help you understand and digest. And I know everybody's not at the same level of comprehending financial terms and things, but I'm just from the, I'm from the, from, from the school of, if you got too much money to counter to understand yourself, you got too much money. So you're never too young. Or too old to be able to learn about money. And Investopedia, what happened with Investopedia, what they started doing is they started making little videos. Yeah, so you, have, so you got video. so you know, so if you're reading it and it's still not making any sense, you got a little cartoon. Yeah. That is, so I, I definitely you, appreciate it. When I was taking that. my MBA, I used Investopedia because I was like, man, I took it like I said, I, I emphasized finance class because that was what I didn't take when I was an undergrad. Right. And so anytime I was going over something, I said, like, let me get a different perspective. Because some teachers teach a certain way. Some teachers teach another way, and you get a different perspective, and you say, oh, okay, yeah. all right, well, that makes more sense. What was the question, JP, that, that uh, they, uh, somebody that asked? Got a few questions now. Yes. Okay, we'll, 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 we'll address a few questions, and then we'll give you some contact information where you can reach out to us, and then we can put you in touch with Chris. And again, we'll have some more financial advisors and experts on this, but we think that it's important that we all take a collective effort um, in our community, which is the whole world to learn more about investing in finance. So what's the first question? So the first question is, um, what are your thoughts about trading apps? Do you think they're safe? Trading apps? Okay. So, I mean, what, what, what do you think? I mean, they got apps out here. Some companies, would, would, you, would you base it on the company that developed the app or the function of the app? You know, so for instance, if, if TD Ameritrade had an app that you use, you know, is that... Is that more in your favor or weighted better than if Term Group came up with a financial app? You know, what I mean? right, you know what I'm right, right, right. because they have, you know, they have a bigger portfolio and they have, you know, bigger companies. Does that yeah, matter? So what's your opinion? We're not holding you to this. We just no, said, no, what's no, your yeah, opinion? I understand because I, I couldn't because I'm not a tech professional and that kind of leans into uh, the safe part leans into the technological piece of it. Well, since you, know, you got two tech professionals right, here, I'll say this before you answer the question. Anything that a person creates, another man can compromise. So anything that a, a, right. a man can create, another man can compromise. So with that, there's a lot of safe places, a lot of safe things you can do, a lot of ways you can encrypt things. When it's all said and done, the possibility that something can right. be cracked or hacked is there. So. Right, exactly. And, and, it, and it may be a situation, because I know the app is right there for you. Um, it gives you an opportunity to kind of like, you know, along with other different people have different, you know, new companies now have different websites and things that you have, you know, mobile access to. So it, maybe it's a strategy to take a small bit of money and maybe use that app for uh, research. Okay. Um, and, and things of that nature. But as far as taking your, your full retirement or, you know, and opening that, this app and, and funneling money through that, that app. I, I can't speak to that. I can't speak to I can speak to it. Yeah, I can speak send, to it. Send us all. If you need some help, send us all your retirement money. And we'll figure it out once it gets you. <laughs> we'll figure it out. I'm just we'll kidding. Give us another question, JP. <laughs> so, 
uh, a sector or a, a part of your portfolio that is uh, dividend-based stocks, where you you know most all these stocks right here are generating a, a certain dividend, and you may set the yield. I only I'm only buying stocks that have a two percent yield, yeah, three percent yield. You know, and that's and that's what you're doing. Maybe read my mail. Exactly. Bro. exactly. <laughs> so you have so when you talk about you know real estate, uh, talk about forex, you talk about uh, uh, mutual funds. You may have said mutual funds. You may have stocks. You know and you just you have those different things going for you. So if one goes down, one is one is taken care of. Hey Chris, you know we, we appreciate this is good information. We got let's, let's take one or two more questions. Okay, we don't so want to be here too too long. Another question is is how did you get started in the financial? Ah uh, ah. Uh, so I uh, I've been in the financial industry since uh, the year two thousand, uh, and how I got started it was. Uh, there was a, my best friend in eighth grade. His mom worked for uh, AG Edwards, which is now matriculated into Wells Fargo. Man, you dropping all names. <laughs> I, don't I, was, I don't think they're paying us for those names. <laughs> true. True. true, true. Man, <laughs> so uh, what we were sitting around the kitchen table, and she said, "You know, they sell penny stock." So I, you know, I didn't have any money. I said, "Penny stock." And I literally started looking at the paper periodically to look for, you know, these stocks. She showed us where right, the stocks right. were at in the paper, and I started Two looking for the penny. Yeah, yeah, you started looking for it. Now, now take in mind, we're not promoting penny stock because right, that's right, a right. highly volatile area. Right, right, and right. some companies don't even allow you to buy penny stock. Right, right. Uh, but it was that's how I got started. Um, once I got into the industry, once I found a profession where, for one, everybody needs. What I what I provide everybody. everybody everybody that that's the beauty and then on top of that I I only I'm only gonna my, my only intent is to help you achieve your goal you know there's there's, there's anything that I do shouldn't negatively impact you and I want to bring value in every interaction every situation and so uh, it just was it was just a no-brainer it was just a no-brainer so uh, you know I I got I got the Series Seven, my sixty-three, twenty-four, four. Uh, I have my Masters in Finance, and I just I just, a lot of numbers, man. That's a, oh yeah, the street gang life. What well, are you it, about? So help, see, help us understand what some of these are, man. So the Series like, Seven is just you said something like rolling sixties or something. Right. Like said, I don't think that's a license, man. So 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 Series Seven is just really an equivalent, not equivalent, but it's the same as uh, the bar to a lawyer. It, it kind of helps us, you know, begin to, to be that investment professional. Uh, 63 uh, is, is just one that talks about uh, blue sky laws. And, and everything starts to get technical. 24 is just... What you're saying is you have the proper license. There we go. Thank you, So brother. when people come to you, you just not like keep turning and saying, hey, look, this is what I've been doing. Right, They're right. like, no, no, I've been trained and validated by a board of folks. Right. Said, this is the proper criteria. Keep talking good game, but if you want to spend that money, no, don't talk no, to Chris. No, no, that's not true because let me tell you something. Now, I, I you can study all day long, and you can still if you don't have someone's best intention, uh, or best interest, then you're you're worthless to somebody. Hey. So, so somebody who's been through that and willing to set and, and to set up a conversation like this, you hold more value than somebody who may have got. 15 likes. Well, and to, and to that point, in addition to that, there are a lot of people who are professionals that don't have great philosophies. Again, sometimes they're, they're the beneficiary of everything. For instance, and I know this is a big example to use, but with Bernie Madoff, people act like Bernie Madoff took advantage of people who weren't bright. It was some very bright individuals. On any given day, I volunteer with kids on 
on the weekends, a lot of people know that. But on any given day, you could be out thought, out, out hustled. You could be hustled by a lot of people and a lot of things. So on any given day, my point is that you could be at your best and they could be at their worst and they can still catch you slipping. And Bernie Madoff caught a lot of people who were who were maybe well-intended, maybe not, but who thought they understood the financial world and they thought they understood money and he took advantage of them. He did. He did. Some In a situation, if you find yourself in a situation, what I always say is you go with your first mind, go with your third eye, go with your gut. Um, if you talk to someone, probably a few minutes, you can kind of get a feel of who that person is and you know what their intentions may be. And if you have someone that really is, you know, you're meeting for the first time and they already have you in this, this, this and investment, then you may wanna you may want to get a second opinion. Well and, uh, and that's what I look at it like. Right, right. Everything that's important requires a second and third opinion as well as for you to read some stuff on your own. So right. yeah, when people I figure like this, you know, you, you run into this with a lot of uh, physicians that, you know, not all of them, but some of them if you ask them questions and they get a little excited mm -hmm. it's because they feel like you shouldn't be questioning them but it's not about your health because right. nobody's nobody values you values this uh, nobody is questioning your training right it's about people being advocates for themselves so you should be able to ask as many questions as possible to a physician or somebody who's making your financial investments right and that person should be able to explain it to you like like they're six years old. Right. It's in the it's, simplest it's, form, that lets me know you understand. And it's, it's, it's really iron sharpens iron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you're coming to me with some questions, um, as long as I've been in the industry, that doesn't mean I know everything right. That's right. You know, every 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 doctor goes back to the books. Every lawyer goes back to and the technology. books. In technology. Yeah. You're say, hey, you're in IT, right? I'm like, you know how big IT is? Exactly. What exactly are you trying to do? Exactly. You know, it's, it's, so, it's, it's huge. And so you will see, and, and I'm telling you, I've seen it so many times, uh, working with firms, you'll see that that guy when he'll get that question from that client and it stumps him and how excited he is like, yo boss, okay, he wants to do this, 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 and that's the exciting part about this industry okay. because now we're putting these we're putting these pieces together. Um, this person wants to retire at this place. This person wants to have enough money for this. This person has this going on, and this person has this you know that, that's been in the past is still coming to haunt them. You know how do we you know secure the all this and then make sure we still achieve this goal. That's exciting. They try to figure and out. It's important. It's important. It's important. And it's an ongoing process. Yeah. It may not be. It may not be taken care of in the first five years. You may have to keep going and revisiting that plan because yeah. uh, things change. Yeah. Your your financial situation evolves. We'll take one more question and then we're going to talk to you about one last topic and okay. then we'll wrap this up. Okay. The last question is: You just mentioned something about getting a second opinion. How do you do that without offending? Let me tell you something about offending people. <laughs> You know, look, now you can answer it, and, and I guess people people who know me already know that I can be pretty direct, and I, and I think people should um, demonstrate a lot of emotional intelligence with how they treat people. But when it comes to your health, be it your financial health, right. that's not hurting people's feelings. Their job is to put you in a direction that helps you grow money. And if by asking questions to one or multiple people, they get offended, then they need to get tougher skin. Because again, it's about growing your money that you saved and earned, or if it's you know talking about your your health, right. it's about prolonging your life and having a good quality of life. So, you know, I I, uh, I say I'll just address that and say, you know what, it, it's important to be sensitive about other people's feelings, but it's more important to be sensitive about your pockets. 
The <laughs> reason why I'm laughing, that is, that's great, that's great advice. And one reason why I'm laughing is because I can just picture, I don't know what this person looks like, I can just picture how they're feeling. Um, understand this, if you go get a second opinion, that person doesn't know what you're doing. Right. That's, that, right. that's that person feeling kind of guilty. But we pull that money out of there, though. Exactly, which, which is, a, well, that's a different scenario. But yeah, so that person just feels guilty because they're talking to someone. And then I'm saying, I'm going to talk to somebody else. You don't want to feel like, you know, you're not listening to that person at first. That person, one, you go talk to someone else. They don't, uh, they don't know who you're going to talk to. Now, if you talk to someone else and you realize that the current advisor that you're with or the current professional that you're with is not and you have your best interest, um, then you just, you have to tell that person that I just want to go a different route financially. I want to, I want to right. do some different, I want to do some different things. Uh, you know what? And you don't owe anybody. Which, right. which direction you're going to. You, right. don't, you don't owe anybody. I mean, you, it, I'm never going to advocate live, but if you want to just, you know, consult with your, with your uncle, your dad, or whatever, say, me and my dad were talking over some things, and, hey, we decided we're going to go this route. You that's know? A, well, that's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. I immediately went to the professional level based on the question. Right. But maybe, it, they just said advice. So maybe, maybe their husband or their wife had advice. And then they went to another friend and got yeah. advice. So, so the dynamic could be totally it's, different. It's open, and when yeah. it comes to that, you know, <laughs> if, if that happened to be the you know the criteria and some of the complication in it, then just scratch my answer because you, <laughs> you need you need to go with what your husband or your wife says. And if you end up broke, at least you broke together. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying? so we just need we just need we need a bit more context in that's that right, scenario. That's right. But it, it, like I say, here's don't feel you know if you are concerned about what's going on currently. Or what you intend on doing as far as investing, you have every right to to to, to seek out different uh, areas or different mindsets or different you know thought processes of finance and see what fits you. I mean, why why did you drink both waters halfway down? What I don't understand. That, <laughs> I got the other water for me, but why would you like, drink them both halfway? It was, it was, I, I went from the from the. Water to the water. Sorry, this is yeah. this is the last question I want right, to address right. because. We haven't talked about insurance, and you do a lot in the insurance space, yeah. right? But if you could take a second, explain to people what you do in that space, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. I, I'm, I'm, I'm primarily uh, life insurance. Okay. Uh, and so it, with life insurance, uh, you kind of tackle the term, the whole life. Um, you kind I, I can tackle strategies for businesses like buy-sale agreements and things of that nature, which kind of incorporates life, life, uh, life insurance. Um, my, mostly my health and my liability insurance. I kind of form out to, to colleagues that I worked with for a long time, uh, so I kind of trust them to that. Um, so, what I, I can tell you this for those of you that are, are looking for life insurance, and, and this is one thing that really irks me, is I, I don't like when professionals tell you, never do this, do this. You know, how, what is your financial goal? What are you looking to achieve with this insurance? And from there, you'll determine exactly what venue or what, what avenue you're going to take with that particular product. If you come off and tell me, never do this, then you're really, to me, you're not looking at my financial system, situation holistically. Yeah. And that just, that's just something that just I just disagree with uh, wholeheartedly. I just think that everybody should look at it from a holistic standpoint and figure out what your situation is. It will determine what's going to be the best suited product for, you, for your situation. We'll wrap it up on that note. Chris, again, man, I appreciate it. This is something that I thought that would be a great opportunity for us to just have conversations casually about finances and investments. I, I know what really made us have this conversation was I had posted something 
uh, I remember Facebook, what it was. Right. I remember what it was. Should you, should you, <laughs> you know, if, if you had the opportunity right. to uh, pay off a credit card debt that was getting about 15% interest, should you pay off the credit card debt or you should you make an investment that was about 8% guarantee, which there, we know there's no 8% guarantee stock equity. Right, right, right. But the idea was, I said in most cases, I would say, hey, reduce the debt. But to your point, and, and consistent with what you're saying as we close is that look at the whole situation. Everything might be different. Maybe maybe you do want to continue to do a little investing. Maybe you get um, you know you, you get some interest here while you're reducing this debt. Now as a finite, you know if, if it's just all things ain't being equal, then you always want to reduce your debt. Right. But it, it, it's nothing prohibiting you from investing. Then you may want to do them both. So again, it all depends on where you want to go. I have a, I have a philosophy about it investing and saving money and it hasn't made me billions so who cares I mean you may not want to take my advice speak to a financial uh, professional Chris Harrell's a financial uh, Chris Harrell let me let me let me pronounce that right he's a financial advisor and he's a financial professional that I've had the pleasure of knowing for years and uh, and I wanted to have him and I'll be reaching out to other uh, financial professionals to talk casually about how people can do different things because ultimately we want people to be able to save more money and it's all about if you're making money how much of that money are you keeping and what opportunities do you have to grow that money and what we don't want people doing is kind of you know wasting money on things that you know that really won't bring you back income and then when when serious things happen in your life uh, maybe a catastrophe maybe not where you need to Pay off a car note or, or buy a house, or somebody dies. You know, right. you know, hoping that not wishing that on anyone. Right. Someone dies, you'll have enough resources in reserve where you can put something together, and you don't have to get a, a title loan. Right. You don't have or to do a GoFundMe. Go right. And again, I'm not, not. It's just we've become accustomed to a lot of things that aren't necessary, and a whole industry has grown from people who are not prepared financially. So I think the, the better we prepare financially, the better that we um, become our own advocates when it comes to finance and investment and saving money, the better off, the better off we are. And we, and, we, and we take on, we have to look at cultures where, you know, they're strong in finance, and we have to start mimicking some of the things that they're doing. We, we have to start looking at the, what's coming behind us. Uh, you know, it's instead of, instead of, you know, not worrying about these, we really, we, we really start to need to, we need to start worrying about our kids' kids. That's right. We start, start putting a, a, a thought process to the financial capacity of, of kids that you haven't even made yet, right. you know, that are part of your lineage. Um, you, you, we, we really, uh, we're, we're really putting a strain on our children uh, and ourselves when we're having to figure out exactly how to take care of uh, our parents, or how to, you know, what are we going to do in order to, you know, take care of their final, their funeral expenses and things of that nature? But we're limiting our creativity to earn more money when we're financially stressed. That's right. We're that's limiting, right. and that's, that's that's huge. We're not preparing. There's, there's a financial. Uh, many I've, I've heard many financial professionals talk about there's a financial crisis coming up, a retirement crisis, because not enough people putting away enough money uh, for retirement. That's understandable. That you know you need your money now. I understand. I mean, if you're if you're not making a lot of money now and you need every dime, that's fine. But you gotta understand when you get to a point where you cannot work, or you too tired to work, or it's really uh, it's it's not it's not in your best health it's interest. Real. 
then you you need to be able to have something financially secure um, in place. And so you got to think that way. So right now, when you can suffer, and, and when you can... When you have the energy, when you have the and, energy and the strong enough back to work, then get out your work and stack. And stack the, then, then put that money away now. So when it's time for you to relax and really rest, then you can do that and you can have that financial uh, backing in order to take care of the life that you want to we'll live. close right there, man. I appreciate it. Uh, if you all want to get in touch with Chris Harrell, uh, you can message me at Artist Keith either on Facebook or Instagram. You can message JPCEO on Facebook or you can message uh, only one JP CEO on Instagram. Uh, we'll put you in touch with Chris Harrell. Again, we appreciate this gentleman for coming and talking. Thank you, my brother. Man, thank you. All right. And again, all we're trying to do is, is present information out here and allow people to be more fiscally responsible and, uh, and, and make people who are responsible for their funds uh, a little bit more responsible. So, got any questions, reach out to us. Again, thank you for joining us. Uh, we'll be in the same place next week, 5 p.m., and uh, we'll have a different guest. Take care. All right. Man, I appreciate you, bro. This is perfect. Perfect, 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 perfect. Hi, this is Artist Keith, and I want to thank you for listening to Money Mondays with Artist Keith. also want to encourage you to download our podcast at Podbean and follow us on social media. If you have any questions or you have any ideas, please reach out to us at moneymondays at artistkeith.com. Thank you again for listening, and I hope Money Mondays has been a great help to your financial goals.